0: The opinions expressed on the ACB Media Network are those of the respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff.
1: Good afternoon, or good morning, or good evening, whatever time it is, wherever you're listening in Zoom land. I know it's afternoon here in Omaha, and it's very hot. Um, you, if, if you are in this program, you are in Lessons yep. in Leadership. This is being sponsored by the American Council of Blind Lions. I'm Ray Campbell, president of uh, Amer- American Council of Blind Lions. And um, this afternoon, uh, we're going to talk you through some, uh, some things that, um, based on some experiences of some of our Lions who have been leaders in their Um, clubs and districts and uh, all of that and talk about their experiences as uh, lions who are blind or visually impaired. One of the things that um, we uh, do here before we start, I'll just say that um, if you like what you're hearing uh, here and you either are a lion or interested in lionism, you can become a member of ACB Lions. We have monthly conference calls on the first Thursday of each month at uh, 830 p.m. Eastern time. Those are always listed on the ACB community um, email list. And so you can certainly uh, uh, you can certainly um, come on to those and uh We do a lot of, we do some ACB Lions business. We also do a lot of club sharing so that uh, people around the uh, country can find out what different Lions Clubs are doing and maybe get some ideas about projects or fundraisers or that kind of thing. Um, If you like what you're hearing here and want to be a part of it, um, our dues are $15 per year. And you may contact our uh, treasurer, Lion Adam Rushaval at 897-1472. 897-1472. And he can help you get uh, signed up for uh, the uh, um, ACB Lions. Uh, and if you really like what you're hearing and would like to become a life member of ACB Lions, that is $150. And then you would be a life member of, of ACB Lions. Okay. <clears throat> One of the things about Lions lions is that um, there are lots of opportunities for leadership. You have, obviously, at the club level, you've got uh, everything from, you can start out as a, you can be, a, you can be a tail twister, or a lion tamer, uh, all the way up to club president. Um, and then you can go on to the uh, district level, and you might be a zone chairman, um in some places do that, or region chairman, I think it's called different things in different places. But um then if you really get involved and, and want to uh reach out and, and you know expand your leadership opportunities, is the position of district governor. And that's the top position in the any alliance district. Um so this afternoon, we're going to hear from two individuals who filled that role as district governor, and they're going to talk to us about their experience as district governor, uh, being district governor when you are a lion who happens to be blind or visually impaired and some of the um, challenges that they may have had and how they, uh, how they handled them, uh, and overcame some of those challenges. So. Uh, first up this afternoon it gives me great pleasure to bring up uh, uh, past district governor in the state of Missouri somebody who uh, has been a longtime member of uh, the American Council of blind lions it gives me a great honor to bring up past district governor lion Jack
0: link uh, lion Jack Thank You lion president I would start by saying that I was blessed uh, to go to a school for the blind where I developed, I think, the main thing, confidence and whatever, because I learned Braille at an early age. I learned social skills and mobility and all of those things. Um, it gave me the plus dealing. Uh, I was in student government. And so I had a good foundation to start with that I would not have had, in my case, if I had gone to school with my brothers and sisters. So I'll just start with that to say that I think you have to have a certain amount of self-confidence in order to even either that or be a little crazy to want to do this. But what I think I'll start with is saying what the requirements, and and Lion Ray touched on this, um, in order to be a district or serve as district governor, you need to have served as club president and as a zone chair. And I, I don't know if anybody still has region chairs, but I think that's what that is, is a, a chairman of all the zone chairs. So that's pretty much, I think, going away. But anyway, uh, but then you have to have been a president and a zone chair. And so I was blessed because the district governor at the time, uh, her husband has was partially cited. He had served as district governor. And she asked me to be a zone chair. I had already been a club president, and so I served as zone chair. And when I was eligible to run for uh, way start as second vice district governor and work your way up, it was recommended to me that I wait a little while. As it turns out, I'm kind of glad that I didn't. It, it worked out okay. So anyway, but I did have that opportunity, and Probably wouldn't have under other circumstances. So their main concern, and, and the ones who approve your candidacy, are the past district governors. So and I knew a lot of them, and I think there it wasn't a question of qualification. Their main concern was would I be able to get to a lot of the meetings for uh, for governors' visits, especially. In the outlying clubs in the district, uh, we did work that out. I had uh, a member of my club took us to a couple of the meetings, and then we got to. Uh, I had a secretary. In fact, I chose her for secretary partly for this reason that I could get to a place with the paratransit, and she could meet me and take me to the meeting and then bring me back to that place and then the paratransit would bring me home so we worked out the only meeting that i missed we had a conflict of i'm not sure how we did that but we had two meetings the same night so first and second vice district governors went there and i went to the other place so we covered all of the visits and i will say that i could not have done it i served my term Without June's help, uh, there were a lot of visual things like they uh, LCI sends all these longevity pins uh, for you know five, ten, multiples of five years that they send to members, and she would sort them out, and either she or I would braille on the little envelope who the recipient was and how many years and. So she did all kinds of things like that. Plus, I'm not a computer person. Um, When LCI would send us things, they started sending things in PDF. And at that time, we couldn't access PDF stuff. So she said, send us stuff in Word document. They would do that, and we could read it and got everything taken care of that we needed to take care of. So I was able to... Pretty much fulfill all the responsibilities as the district governor. Uh, those were some of the challenges, and um, it, it was an honor to be able to do it. As I told somebody toward the end of my term, she asked how what I thought about it. I said I'm glad I did it, and I won't be sorry when it's done. And she said that's probably the right attitude. So, not too much more. I, I don't know that I. Can say too much more about that you know just it is really an honor we haven't uh one of our newest members is the first vice district governor right now so she's on that path uh i think i was the first well i know i was the first totally blind district governor in missouri we had two other partially sighted district governors that i know of we have a lady who has been a zone chair, will be a club president this year. And she has expressed an interest in becoming a district governor. And I was hoping that I would be able to get her contact information and maybe she could get on this call, but I didn't get her contact. But I will be in touch with her and be of any help that I can be to her.
2: PDG Lion Jack, could you explain a little bit about what your training entailed from your second vice, the first vice, your, the um, training that you had to um, attend or class? could you kind of explain
0: what that was like? I, I could. It, it's some different now, but uh, they started as uh, second vice district governors. We would have, I don't know, three or four, five, six training sessions a year. Uh, and they would cover all the different aspects of what we needed to know as far as how to conduct leadership teams and, oh, even, you know, proper dress and all kinds of things were just covered. They even had training for the spouses of the district governors and uh, how they were to conduct themselves and to assist us. So that they had uh, always at the Council of Governors uh, meeting and the state convention. Like I said, I think there were about five or six training sessions a year uh, on how we should conduct ourselves, what we needed to know in all these different situations. And of course, I think a lot of the governors, all they wanted to know is how they get reimbursed for their mileage and (laughs) so forth, but that's all right. But it, it was a, Rather intense training, and I I used to tease them. uh, They did a lot of, um, you know, things on uh, what do they call those vehicle overhead uh, things. But I would tease them that the lighting was bad in the room, and I couldn't see what was going on. You know, to develop a camaraderie with your uh, the governors that are training with you and, uh, you know, some of them you become friends with and and you remain friends for ever. I don't know if that answered the question. It was, uh,
1: but I think Jack, it's a good Lion Jack, I think it's a good point because there is a lot of officer training and stuff that um, you have doing that. That spouse training, yeah, we know Lion June really needs to know how to behave herself. So, <laughs> Lion Jack, do you have any more that you wanted to say, or I should don't, we?
0: I don't, did I cover? Answer your question, June. Lion June.
1: Yeah, tell them about your
0: swearing in. That's uh, pretty <laughs> exciting. Well. I I was interesting when we went over to Japan for our training and a little difficulty with the language there and they're uh, not particularly uh, versed on helping people with disabilities. So we got a person from the convention. They would send over someone to help us to get on the bus. We didn't actually need help so much. You know, we just needed help finding seats when we got there and whatever. But they they come over to our hotel, and they'd get on the bus with us. And anyway, they took us to this uh, the stadium. It's a football stadium. It seats about 30-some thousand people. But some of our governors there were way up at the top. And I uh, got another governor and I who both had issues with a lot of walking and so forth. We were sitting down in front, and so we just stayed down there. But they swear in everybody at the same time. It's just a mass uh, swearing in of all the, uh, I think it was 750 district governors, something like that, all around the world. They're all sworn in at the same time.
1: Um, Well, thank you, Lion Jack, Uh, Lion PDD Jack. PDG Jack. Okay, I get the my letters. Right, that means
0: paying dinner guests now. When
1: you're <laughs> something gov- like that, when,
0: <laughs> when you're governor, you don't pay for anything, but as soon as it's done, you pay for everything. <laughs> yeah,
1: yes, yeah, it's a uh, different governors I know have uh, said that. I would, um, one of our dear friends in the Glanella Lions. He's passed now, unfortunately, but he was uh, he was a past district governor as well, and he always always said. So how many miles did you put on your car during the time you were a district governor? I don't know how many thousand it was, but he said it was quite a bit because, as Lion Jack mentioned, you have to go around and visit all the clubs. All right. We have Lion Mary Lee. Uh, unfortunately, she had a little Zoom trouble getting in. I resent her the link and she is now with Yay! us. So Lion Mary Lee, yes, 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 yes. Our newly is, elected vice president, by the way, of ACB Lions. Congratulations on that. Thank and you. And Lion Mary Lee, I'll let you go ahead and say what you'd like to uh, what you'd like to okay. say to the group this afternoon.
3: There's so many things that come to my mind. First of all, uh P.D.G. Jack, I'm so sorry that I wasn't there at the beginning of this session, but you know, it takes a village. Actually, it takes a whole bunch of lions. So when Jack and I have spoken uh, in preparation for this presentation, we had so much fun comparing how, how we got to where we are, why we got to... Where we were as district governors and what we got out of it. So, I don't know what PDG Jack has seen, but I'll just give you a little history about me. And that is that our family first learned about lionism when my twin sister and I were about three years old. And the principal of the blind Oregon State School for the Blind came to our house. And uh, knocked on the door and uh, um, introduced himself to our mother and said, we are so looking forward to having your blind children at the school for the blind. And my mother said, well, you won't be seeing them there because they're going to public school. And he said, well, I beg to differ with you, but there are no programs in place in the Portland public schools for uh, children who are blind. And mother said, well, by the time they get, get there, there will be. And she uh, escorted him out of our home. Now, this guy had a lot of nerve because he turned around and he knocked on the door again. And he said, but wait, I'm not done. There is such an increased number of preschoolers who are blind. Lord knows why. We haven't figured that out yet but the lionesses of Oregon have create, are sponsoring a five-day workshop for the parents of preschool blind children, and we would like you to come. Well, Mother was rather stunned, but she came with our half-sister, and that was our introduction to lions and other blind children and their parents. And um, that was a long time ago. But ever since then, I've kind of heard my ear open for who are these lions? When my sister and I started public school, yes, public school, we were given braille writers by the oldest Lions Club in Oregon. And that's the Portland Downtown Lions Club. Uh, Mine, I put in the closet and left it there. Because the teachers told me, you know, you've got enough sight. You don't have to learn Braille. You get to learn print. Well, the books they gave me were weighed more than I did. They were heavy. They were ugly. And it was black and white print. Ugh. And so here's, here's my sister learning her Braille efficiently and effectively. Uh, but that, unfortunately, was not the... Uh, the way it went for me. In second grade, they said, you know what? You just didn't do very well with that large print. That's too bad, because now you're going to have to learn Braille. Hmm. Was I thrilled? No way, because now I got a big, fat Braille book, and they said, now don't worry, dear. You're a little behind, but it's okay. You know, we'll take care of you. Just stay with us. In third grade, while Jane's doing great with her Braille, that's my twin sister's name, they said, you know, you just didn't do very well with the Braille, so we're going to let you try large print again. Now, you're going to be behind, but blah, blah, blah. Anyway, so school was not my idea of good time, but there were other things that made a difference for me. I got involved with Bluebirds and Campfire and YWCA while my twin sister was doing her thing and trying her wings. And then there was when I I went to school in Florida, and Lord knows how they found out, but the Lions were having a summer camp for blind adults. And they contacted me and asked if I would be willing to assist with it. I really don't know how they found me, but I don't think it was, you know, my legs, my long hair, my great figure. But then it might have been. That was a long time ago. Anyway, so I did work at that summer camp. And my work, my work with the Florida Bureau of Blind Services gave me time off of work to go do that because I was doing a good deed. And uh, so that got me back in touch with lions. And I would hear about lions from then on. And I was kind of curious. But I heard that you had the only way women could join is if they came under the auspices of their husbands and they could then join lioness. Well, the husband that I was married to at the time did not have a civic bone in his body. And uh, he had no interest in joining, and I had no interest in joining if I couldn't join under my own power. So years later, I returned to Oregon and uh, got my well I was getting my master's degree at the University of Oregon. I was contacted by lions because they they you know what? Lions are everywhere. So they saw me, and eh, my legs were still long and my hair was short. Maybe I didn't have quite the figure, but I was a good opportunity to spread lionism. So they asked me. They kept talking to me about it, and finally, um, it it was actually it was in a it was in a club in my district, MD thirty six. Oh, um, that a Lions Club first uh, submitted names, of initials of members by first initial and last name. Well, Lions Clubs internationals contacted them and said, eh, eh, "We need their names." So they sent the names, and uh, International said, "Well, that just won't work. We're going to pull your um, your charter." And they said, "Come and get it." And they went to court, and it, this took several years. And it just so happened that Lo- Rotary International was doing the same thing, and lucky for Lions, it uh, it passed with Rotary first, so they got the big bill, and we began inviting Lions women to become Lions under their own. Auspices in 1987. So that uh, gave me the impetus to join. And I had a wonderful set of lions who mentored me. I had so many questions. What does this district mean? And what's a PDG? And, you know, what's a, I don't know, what's this leadership stuff you keep talking about? And uh, I had wonderful mentors, and they dragged me to Lions Clubs meeting all over that district and to other club meetings and to trainings and leadership opportunities. And they educated me to the degree that I really was challenged to, because I know that Lions are phenomenal at our work at site reservation and site preservation. Both of those are great. And also the provision of hearing aids and surgeries uh, for folks with hearing loss that uh, are, are eligible for our programs. Well, that really touched and moved me. And so I... Stuck around and I became uh, president of my Lions Club. I served on other committees and then I changed jobs and I left the community that I was in and the wonderful Lions Club. I will always pay dues to the Eugene Downtown Lions Club and I transferred to the Portland Downtown Lions Club, the one that had given us the Um, braille writers so many years ago. And I became president of that club. And then I was asked, would you consider putting yourself in the track to become a district governor? Well, I've done lots of things in my life. And both my twin sister and I have been the first to do many things. And so that, is, that does not enabler me. You know, I, I've, I've done that in lots of arenas as i served on different uh, board members of different committees, organizations, that kind of stuff. But I kept thinking about the nerve of that uh, principal of the blind school so many years ago, who was a very avid lion. And he just didn't quit. So I said, well, I don't know that I can do it. because." And I, I thought of all the things I couldn't do. I'm not an efficient Braille reader or print reader. I don't have a sighted um, or blind spouse uh, for support. So that meant that I had to go to my... Cl- Lions Club and say, "Will you support me in the process of becoming district governor?" And uh, they said, "Well, what will that take?" And I said, "Well, in my in, in this district at that time we had forty nine Lions Clubs, and some of those are just not reachable by public transportation, which I am really a pro at using, but." You know, I said, so I may need some drivers and I may need a a really good cabinet. I need a great secretary. And so I found one and my Lions Club and other clubs in my district said, of course, they would be happy to support me. And um, I have a reputation that I always entertain My drivers. I mean, they always leave with a laugh. So, uh, that is certainly to my help and to my advantage. So, I really had to plan ahead when I was going to visit clubs, um, how I was going to uh, effectively uh, handle all the administrative stuff. So, that meant creating a great team. Now, I could go on and on, but I'm going to stop now and see if, um, uh, if anybody has any questions at this point. And if um, PDG Jack and I are on the same page.
1: <laughs> okay, uh, PDG Jack, did you anything you want to add before we go to questions?
0: Well, I did want to fill in a couple of things that I kind of meant to touch on. I wasn't sure exactly what order, how we were going to proceed, mm-hmm. but um, first of all, what I mentioned, you know, the requirement that you have to have been a president of his own chair, but your club has to nominate you, or at least mm-hmm. in our district, that's the way mm-hmm. it works. Your club nominates you, and then you are submitted to the cabinet, and what I wanted to mention is that when I first joined this club in St. Louis, it was a small club. No word was ever mentioned about a cabinet meeting. They did tell us where the conventions were and whatever, but there was no emphasis on really stepping outside the club till we transferred to another club. And those lines, well, there was one past district governor in that club, but that's where I first learned about cabinet meetings. So I started going to cabinet meetings, and that's where you learn how things kind of work in the district. And so, if you have to step outside your club and if, you know, if you want to even if nothing else, just learn more about lionism. There's, there's so much more outside your club. I Maybe mean, what you do in your club is great and I don't want to diminish mm-hmm. that but if you want to really learn so much more about lionism and go to cabinet meetings, if you get a chance go to a USA Canada forum. And I know, you yeah. know, they're distant and sometimes they're very expensive to get to, but if you get an opportunity, that's where you learn a whole lot of things about leadership. And you talk to people. I talked to, I went to a, a class. I at one time entertained the thought of becoming an international director. Uh, what I learned was that you have to wait 4 years after your term as governor to even put in for that and then with all everything that's come about since then I uh, forgot about that but it's just as well because I'm not sure that I'd want to do all that traveling right now so but in any case um, that's that's where you have to uh, if you're interested in in moving forward is to you have to step outside your club and and go to cabinet meetings and any kind of training that you can do.
3: Thank you PD Jack. Uh, I'd like to just add uh, this is Mary Lee again and I'd like to just add that there are so many opportunities available for you each one of you to gain leadership skills that and they are never limited to just what you do in Lions because as um, as as I've gone through lots of programs I am now able to much more efficiently delegate jobs to other folks, listen to what other people are eager and interested and willing to do, and then acknowledge them as those things get done. So as a past district governor, uh, P.D. Jack and I have been charged to make ourselves available to uh, other lions whenever called upon. Because lions put a lot of money and time and effort and energy into training us. And I, I feel and know that, that PDG Jack does as well, that it's our responsibility to pay it back so or pay it forward or however you can. So you are certainly welcome to reach out to me at any time. Uh, Our uh, affiliate, American Council of the Blind Lions, is a great opportunity for you to hear what other people who are blind are doing in their clubs and districts and to add your two bits and to ask questions, speak your concerns. So join us on our monthly meetings because they are quite entertaining.
1: Thank you both. Um, and I would just say that um, one of the things that um, I've, I've not aspired yet to uh, more, more district level involvement, I'm thinking I'm considering it. Um, I moved to an area that's probably a little bit more challenging now because mm-hmm. of um, you know maybe you know not as much in the way of um, public transportation or that kind of thing. But um, so we'll have to see just how that uh, how that goes. But even I would say to anybody in this uh, listening to this, either on Zoom or here in the room, that um, one of the things that I've enjoyed a lot is going to. Uh, district and state conventions. I haven't got to international, to an international yet. I'd sure like to um, at some point, but the problem is ACB is right around the same time, so it kind of makes it difficult, but um, um, the, um, the, the, the the it just getting to know other Lions and talk to other Lions, and believe me, you get noticed, and even if you don't aspire to the level of district governor for whatever reason, maybe it's something that, um, you know, I'd certainly wouldn't, I'm sure, you know, Jack and Mary Lee would not discourage you from doing that. Certainly as with all they've shared today. Um, But, you know, think about in your district or even in your States. I mean, there are opportunities to, you know, if you, you know to, to to be chairman of various things whether it's um i know some states and districts have leader dog chair people uh they have um you know other chair chair positions for other things and uh so there's definitely a lot of good leadership uh opportunities uh, within lions and, and ways to learn but i think i think one of the and it's one of the things that we say on uh, our acb lions calls and that is You've got to kind of put yourself out there a little bit and and make sure that uh, even at the club level that people that you can uh, articulate with people what it is you can do and show them what you can do, um, whether we're talking about a fundraiser or a service project or moving up in the organization. I think I think that's something that uh, has come clear, comes true on our calls. OK, We've got lots of time for questions and discussions. So, uh, what we're going to do, Holly, if you're ready, we're going to um, alternate between the room and Zoom. I think what I'll do is, I think I will take, um, I'll take Zoom first.
4: Okay, the first request person is Calandra. Yes, this is Calandra. I'm interested,
5: in learning a lot about leadership, but outside serious business. Like with paying dues and doing lions, uh, lionism, and all that—what sort of fun things did she, you like to do for leadership?
1: Well, I'll certainly turn that over to a lion, Jack and Mary Lee. Uh, did, did you have it? Did you have fun on your journeys, Lion PDD Jack and Mary Lee? Oh,
3: absolutely, absolutely. I'll tell you quickly three really quick things. One is um, we um, are the international director who lived in my who lives in my district, uh, Sunny Pulley suggested that we make a leadership or make an 85 years of women in leadership pen. No, 35 years, whatever it was. Anyway, we did. And I took Um, I bought a bunch of those pens and I took them and delivered them to every member of that Lions Club. And it was a tearful celebration. That was one thing. Another thing was that I went to to the, the Lions Day at the United Nations. And that was incredible. I encourage all of you to consider going to that either in person or in Zoom. On Zoom, it is very visual, so there's a lot I didn't get. But to hear the uh, the the people from previous years talk about the impact of uh, participating in the um, the peace poster competition, uh, their lives will forever be be lived locally and internationally. So that was great. And then a third thing is, I got a little discouraged. About three quarters of the year through my year as district governor, because when you're coming through the the chairs, you know, you you plan all this stuff and you're going to do everything. And I thought, okay, I'm not possibly going to get to do all of it, but I'm going to do something for me that will bolster me as I continue to complete my year with pizzazz and power And um, and leadership. So a friend of mine challenged me to something I had I had thought about doing years before, and that was to swim the English Channel. Well, he he asked me the question. He said, do you want to do it in um, straight miles or nautical miles? Nautical miles means that you're taking into the consideration the curvature of the earth. That moved me so much. Because I know that there are lions all over, all around the world. I took that on. I started swimming on uh, on uh, April 1st. And I finished my last 65 laps on Helen Keller's birthday. I was absolutely exhausted. I could not get out of the pool unless I pulled myself up the steps. But I had to, I had to keep going because I was speaking in a lion's club that night. So I loved being uh, able to listen to people in, in my district, in my clubs. And I so encourage, um, Jack, if you would share, that would be great.
0: All right.
1: Go ahead, Lion Jack.
0: Well, the one thing that is fun with Lion, it is so much camaraderie in your own club and when you visit all the other clubs, most of the clubs, there was one club that I visited, they could care less really if I was there or not. They went ahead and let me give my speech and whatever, but uh, they're they're there to socialize and they none of them ever really come to anything in the district or whatever. But um, anyway, the, the club, and I always, in my speech, I incorporated humor and whatever and so i just you know you just have to make it fun for mm-hmm. yourself and for those that you're around
1: how much weight did each of you gain during your term as district governor cuz sometimes clubs have some pretty good dinner meetings
3: <laughs> i'm 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 uh, taking the fifth on that one
1: okay
0: <laughs> i actually lost weight because i started attending a weight loss club ah. and so i actually ended up losing weight During my
1: we we always used to say at the um, the Glen Ellen Club and actually district governors that came and visited us would always tell people because we met at a local Italian place that. if you walk out of there hungry, that's your problem because <laughs> yeah. it's, it's easy. A lot of food. Okay. Let's take a question in the room. If we have one.
2: Hi, my name is Treva. Um, in, uh, from Missouri with my spouse. We're a part of agape and, um, This question is kind of for Mary Lee, although I'm not excluding uh, Lion Jack. Uh, Could you uh, first explain what the PG PDG stands for, and then also (laughs) could you give more information regarding your educational background that helped lead you where you've gotten? Thank you. I
3: would be happy to, and I acknowledge that for some reason I am not um, on the screen, and I can't figure out why. So, but I'm still here. So. uh, and I apologize for using initials because that is one thing that really <laughs> aggravates folks. So PDG stands for Past District Governor. And again, I apologize for not uh, explaining that. And um, I got my master my bachelor's degree in English Lit and sociology. The sociology had a really big impact because I was doing most of my studying for that from 1968 to 70, and there was a lot of action going on out there in the the country, Um, and then I I went to work for the Bureau of Blind Services in Florida, working with high school students attending the residential school for the blind. I did that for four years, but I was so discouraged listening to parents, uh, you know, all of us want to we want to um, fulfill other what we think other people's expectations for us are. And there's lots of misunderstanding possible in there. Many of the parents of those students uh, treated their children with, um, they assumed that they were uh, developmentally disabled and unable to function as uh, Uh, human beings that could live fully in the community. And that just really broke my heart. So I moved into a rehabilitation teacher program where I was the first uh, blind person to go out into the homes of visually impaired folks in a four-county rural area of North Florida. And wow, did I learn some stuff. Don't (laughs) ever swallow Copenhagen. And never drink all the, light, the white lightning they offer. Those were two of the things I'll never forget. And um, then I, um, I moved back to Oregon. And somebody had said to me once, what is, what is one of the things that is most important to you? And without hesitation, I said, consistent access to a swimming pool. Because that was very uh, a really um, present in my life as a as a child in Portland, and so I um, I got my master's degree in therapeutic recreation, which is recreation for people with special needs. I also took coursework in special ed, adaptive physical education, uh, women's issues. And uh, drug and alcohol issues and gerontology. Now, it would have been great if I, I I did not complete a second master's degree in gerontology. But I've spent most of my life working with um, with adults who have lived long, full lives and now get to experience blindness. And I I've been in the I was in the right place in the right time to uh, be. Put into the position of president of the first um, president of the board of directors for an international organization called Mobility International. And uh, you're welcome to look them up online. They are an amazing group. And I served as president uh, for that organization for its first seven years. Then when I... uh, um, I, came, I moved from Eugene back to Portland and continued working with the Oregon Commission for the Blind and got involved with the what used to be called the Oral Hull Foundation for the Blind. And I led seminars for them for folks new to sight loss. We have changed the name of that organization because we got tired of getting phone calls asking if what kind of oral surgery we did. So it's now the Hull Foundation and Learning Centers. And it is one of the organizations um, in the country. It's a nonprofit organization that um, has a a wide uh, array of services for folks who are new to sight loss and who are out there um, living their lives to the fullest. So that, along with the American Council of the Blind, the National Federation of the Blind, and the Hadley School, are just a few things, um, resources that are available. So take advantage of those, my friends. We, the only If you think you're in it alone, I encourage you to set that aside. Go find other friends. Um, make new friends, as you all have done, or you wouldn't be in this, in this uh, organization and in this group. I really encourage you to invite other folks to become lions with you. Wherever they live, I hope I answered your question.
0: Lion Jack, is there anything you'd like to share with that? Well, I haven't. Uh, I have an associate of science degree that I got. I wanted to get into chiropractic, but for various reasons, wasn't able to do that. But so that doesn't really have any bearing per se on anything to do with lionism. But anyway, I do have a, a little bit of a, a degree. And uh, anyway, I just concur with what Mary Lee said. But I, I think too that just for your well-being, I think you need to find if if you haven't find a, a hobby or sport or something that you enjoy and go for it. Just really uh, participate. You, you make a lot of friends that way, and also. Um, probably a good place to encourage other folks to become lions and you know just you need all kinds of things to uh fill up your life and and uh, you know just really for physical and emotional uh well-being all right absolutely
5: the one we have this is Second VDG Eileen Akers from Connecticut. Right. Woohoo! <laughs> uh, I was cabinet secretary for Lyons District 23C during this past year. I'm going inter- uh, to
3: interrupt for just a minute and have you uh, ex- um, explain what those letters stand for.
5: Let's see if I can remember. <laughs> <laughs> yes. No, it, uh, it stands for. Second vice district governor. And what that means theoretically is this year I am called second vice district governor next year. Assuming that all goes as it is supposed to go, I would be first vice district governor. Mm -hmm. And then the following year I would be district governor.
3: Yahoo. Well, keep us in mind and, and use us.
5: Okay. All right, but here are my comments, questions, concerns. <laughs> Comment for anybody out listening to this if whether you're I, I don't know, some of you may be just thinking about leadership generally or maybe particularly relating to lions, maybe just leadership. You never know what's going to happen because well, I, I fell in love with the lions when I was five years old, going to the school for the blind, the lions gave us a Christmas party every year. And I could tell stories about that, but that is for another time. Um, I was invited to join a lions club, which is not in the town where I live, but that's the lions club where I belong. And they, I was asked one year if I would be the first um, vice president. And I thought, okay, that's, that's kind of a innocuous position. I didn't realize when I said that, that I was kind of agreeing to be president the following year. So that happened, and, and I, I had other positions. And... Um, one of the district governors who was a member of my club said, all right, you need to be zone chair. And in a few years, you should think about being a district governor. And I said, yeah, right. And, and that's, you know, I had, that was, that's where it stopped. I had no thought about doing it. And, and uh, so here I am moving up, (laughs) moving up the uh, ladder and, I feel it's something that i I don't know how to explain it. It's something that i I think I have something to contribute um, i have i, I don't I, I don't know what to say beyond that because I know there are people who strive to be district governor. they work for years to be district governor. That's not me. But it, it's something that I have felt called to do, and I'm sure going to do my best to do that. My Great. my concern is about I am I am crappy at using computers. I, I there's no better word to use. I got through being cabinet secretary with a lot of help. Hi, I want to know. How on earth things get handled like my LCI, which I found to- find totally inaccessible. Mm-hmm. That's okay. one. Now, okay, my wait, concern, wait, maybe, wait. and maybe this isn't the time to throw this out now, but I do not like the phrase "the world of darkness," and okay. and I would like I would like comments about on those two areas, please. All
0: right. Do you want uh, to go first? Um. I, well, she sort of answered her question. Uh. And I can understand where you come from on the computers, uh, but you're you got help from your secretary, and that's I think your your biggest help. I don't know if you have a, a spouse or family member or somebody, whatever. But it's it's possible to do it. Just you need either a good real well, you need a good secretary anyway. Absolutely. But if right. you have a spouse or family member that can help you. Do things on the computer. Uh, do that.
3: I, I'd like to. This is Mary Lee, and I'd like go to ahead. add that. Start, you know, right now. Begin the process of finding an excellent cabinet. Okay, so go for go for a cabinet a group of of people that will have your back, and they will be of assistance to you if you are clear as to what you need. Okay, it's really important that you can spell it out. And so I encourage you to go go for that. Okay. And in regard to your concern about, you know, a world of darkness, you know, if that's find out if that's a concern to other people, and a good place to do that is at the American Council of the Blind Lion, bring that to us. And we can Look at that and explore it together. Um, but you know, it's because so, every every uh, district governor has a a theme that they create, and uh, you know, you can create one. You know that has to do with this ain't the this in you know this is not the whatever you said league of darkness or whatever. You know, so anyway, that's mm-hmm. something to think about. And again reach out to um, other past district governors in, in both your district and your multiple district for their support.
1: Case in point on that, um, uh, American Council mm-hmm. of Blind Lions, we had concerns a few years ago about the depiction of the white cane that was being used. Um, mm-hmm. We uh-huh. went through ACB and put a resolution for who's to Lions here? International. They're using a different
0: depiction. Who's now. here? Yeah. I would say, too, that... You know, you, you you might have come up with your theme, uh, something in the term, uh, you know, out of darkness into light or bringing, you know, whatever, Speed. something in that nature. You might think of that. Yep.
1: Okay, let's, um, let's take a question in the room if we have one.
2: Sorry, I couldn't ask it earlier. That's why I didn't want to be impatient, but I wanted to ask it earlier so that they could remember you all were talking about the lessons in leadership and Mary Lee and the other lady mentioned it. You don't have to just be a zone chairman. You can also serve as yeah. secretary in the district or a treasurer right. that will mm-hmm. also qualify you to declare Canis candidacy as governor. That's very important because there are very, a lot of lions out there who are blind and vision impaired who may be serving in that capacity. And that's important to mention.
0: I thought about that after I said it, and you know, I was going to bring that up. So I'm glad you did. Thank you. See, we're all in this together.
1: (laughs) Yep. And I wanted to just mention um, to uh, lion, Eileen's point about my, my LCI. That is one of the reasons uh, that we are starting in ACB Lions to work, uh, to work to start to figure out what we can do uh, mm-hmm. to work with Lions Clubs International on a number of things, and that and, and access to some of those platforms, uh, the, the website uh, MyLCI and the the app or some of the, the My Lion app or some of the things that we're um, starting to. Starting to look at. And then uh, you know, once we get through convention here, definitely wanna get that um committee a little bit, you know, get, get get that committee back to back to work and uh and uh move ahead with some things that we've we had previously uh talked about.
0: Lion uh, Ray? Yeah. Uh I don't know if anything will come of it, and it may have been more talk than anything, but when I was in Memphis in March at the Mid South. I Institute's 80th birthday, I met with past international president, Brian Jimmy Ross. Ah. And we're talking about this. He came over to my table and we talked for probably half an hour. And I mentioned that. And he said, that's one thing I want to look into. And he said, I'll see what I can do. Now, like I said, I don't know if that's some of that's talk or if he's sincere, but hopefully, maybe something will come of that too.
1: I had a brief conversation uh, with uh, Lion Dr. Patty Hill, who spoke with us last year uh, during the, I spoke to her during the Illinois Lion State Convention um, in the third week of May. And um, she, you know, you know, kind of reminded her that that is still something that we would like to uh, uh, do. So we have a few supporters out there. And if we mm-hmm. can continue to move that forward, I think, you know, we have perhaps it may take a while, but a chance of getting something done. Okay. Uh, Holly. Teresa
4: Christian. Mary leaves in my ACB chapter, by the way. Awesome person. So I was a zone chair for um, about a year and I had to get out of lines. I had some things going on in my personal life, but those skills are transferable for sure. I, I'm now district rep in Oregon with ACB and have been for quite some time. And it was just very, very similar skills that I needed to use. Mm-hmm. So just as I was getting out of Lions, they created the online um, Lions University. Yes. And it, and it looked like it was accessible. You know, the amount that I was messing around with it, it looked really accessible. So mm-hmm. my whole point that I'm talking about here is is the thing that I really liked about Lions is the leadership training was very structured. There was no guessing about what you were supposed to do next or how to get there. Mm-hmm. And I really liked that because I had not seen that in other organizations. And And um, and can you talk to that a little bit?
3: Absolutely. Thank you, Teresa. The uh, There is a Lions University online and um, there are several different layers in it. I can't remember what they are. Uh, I know the first one is bachelors because I got that one. But um, it's you're right. It's very specific, very spelled out. There are also leadership trainings that are offered uh, in multiple districts um, throughout the country. And there are also uh, lions who are really dedicated to um be uh provide leadership training whatever you or your club needs or wants. Yep. Um, we're very specific that we don't um we wait for we in leadership wait for clubs or members to come to us rather than jumping on them and say, boy you guys need some help. We're gonna give it to you. <laughs> so um you know we, we try to be respectful and um you know wait for um people or clubs or district governors to ask us so um, there's all you can you can get involved with leadership and use it in every aspect of your life thanks again Teresa
0: Jack anything you want to add to that yeah I would say uh, in addition to that as I had mentioned in in the Midwest we have the Great Plains leadership Institute. Other areas have their leadership institute, and then the USA Canada Forum. There's all kinds of leadership training, mm-hmm. and it's not just Lionism. I mean, that's mostly what I was interested in, but there are different things, and it's just excellent opportunity for yep. leadership training. Even down to your
1: um, your district conventions, uh, they may mm-hmm. have some leadership training opportunities. I know when we were in one J that they had did a lot of schooling and a lot of work, different Mm -hmm. workshops and different leadership workshops that you could go to. Okay. Do we have a question in the room?
6: Thank you. It's Colette. It's actually just a comment Colette with the Anacortes lions multiple district 19. And if anybody is interested in the leadership training for officers that actually MD 19 is going to have another three-hour Zoom session, and they don't care whether you're an officer. They're really trying to get people to just come to that training to learn more about all the offices because they said the big thing is teamwork and goal-setting of smart, measurable goals. And so it's really a great program. If you want more information, I can send it out to how to register. But the important thing is that for people to say they are blind or visually impaired – and they will our I'll work with our leadership there to make sure that they make sure it can be as accessible and described as possible. They want to help. They aren't there yet totally, but they'll do what they can yeah. if they know you're coming.
3: That is that is an excellent point. Thank you so much because so you can any anybody can call Lions Clubs International and ask what are the where are their leadership opportunities that I can participate on or in. And if they're on Zoom, you can go anywhere.
1: Let's take another question from Zoom then.
3: Okay. Any kind of every aspect of your life can be things that you build on and that you use your leadership uh, that you gain from past experiences and from Lions. I was, happened to be the first a licensed massage technician in Oregon. And uh, even though I never had to do it for pay, I gave it to hospice and um, worked with women in labor.
0: Um, If you live, uh, the the person that was on earlier, that was a uh, a officer in the Lions Club, uh, made me think of something. If you live in one area, but you spend a lot of time working in another area, what is the best place where you should go ahead and join a, a lot lion, your Lions Club?
3: Well, this is Mary Lee, and I'd say okay. whatever works for you yep. doesn't yep. matter.
1: Yep, and, or um, both. Go ahead, Lion Jack.
0: Now, I was just going to say whatever you know, you have to find out kind of what time a Lions Club meets, you know, fits your schedule, and then go for there. It isn't geographical. I know a number of Lions in our district. <laughs> who live way out, but they belong to um, districts, you know, they belong to clubs closer into the city. So they drive, you know, work to the meetings, but whatever, it works for them. I'm not sure why they do it, but that works for them.
1: Yep. Yep. Um, Same here. That's what I've seen. Okay. We're going to take one more question and it'll be in the room. If we have one, it's probably lion. Sharon, go ahead.
7: Yes, it is me. Thank you. Um, I'll just say, um, I've been a lion for 14 years. I've been president of my club, Chicago Uptown, for five of the last six years. And somebody at one point said, the district, the zone chair said, Oh, you should, you should become a zone chair. I said, No way. Because we're at the far end of the district. <clears throat> Everything is far. Everything is far. I don't have someone to take me to these meetings. and I'm not going to get myself into that kind of mess. Um, and, and to be honest, you know, after after a while, I'm like I'm sort of burned out on leadership, but with with lions, and this, probably just with my club. But in any, in any event, um, what is the cost in money of of being a district governor or of of you know getting involved mm-hmm. in leadership? Because I know there is one. I mean, there has to be because you're running all over the place and going to meetings and. You know, we had one of my, uh, my former treasurer who just passed away a few months ago went everywhere. And his wife is very bitter. She wanted nothing to do with lions at his, Mm. at his Memorial, which didn't make them happy, but that's too bad. I said, that was her choice. And uh, she said he spent a lot of money and got very little support from the Mm. district. And she, she's, she's very bitter about it. And, uh, So anyway, it was just a question, actually.
3: It's a great question. And I would say that, um, really, the only thing that I had to pay for, uh, besides a bigger district governor jacket because of all those meals, (laughs) was that when I went to international and when I completed my training to be a district governor, um, I didn't have a spouse but I chose to take somebody with me. And I thought, okay, I can either take a longtime lion or a young lion, a new lion, or I can take someone who is neither but may become. And that's what I chose to do. And so um I raised money to um and a lot of it I, I went to uh clubs and asked for money. And um so anyway, that was really about the only thing um that i had to pay for i guess i mean i paid for some pins but really everything is paid for if you if you submit your receipts to lions as they very clearly spell out and that was another thing that my my district my uh, secretary did for me he submitted all those reports for me and um on behalf of lionism i you know i um want to to say to the wife of that former district governor. That um, you know, I. You're getting,
1: um, yeah. Wrap it because we're getting close to time. Here, yes. So.
3: Anyway, okay. so I thank you for the question, and I'd be happy to talk talk with her ever. And um, thank you for the question.
1: Yep. Well, and Jack, real quick, anything you want to
0: add? Because we are yeah, right
1: at time. So
0: that was our uh, biggest expense was you know paying June's way over to the. International convention. Uh, fortunately, we had quite a few points um, discovered, so it covered a lot of the ticket for the air, airplane. Mm-hmm. So, uh, the other thing I would say is some districts are not supportive. And, you know, that's unfortunate, but I've seen it in, in, in Missouri. Some of the districts are not nearly as supportive. The uh, past district governors and say, I've served my time, it's up to you, you don't, I'm, I'm not going to help you out, this or that, or whatever, you know, so it's, it's just stuff happens, unfortunately.
1: Okay, all right, I want to thank both Lion Mary Lee and Lion Jack, uh, past district governors, for sharing with us this afternoon. I want to thank Holly, our Zoom host, for all of her great work, <laughs> and um, I want to just say that uh, we do this every year, Lessons in Leadership, If Mm -hmm. you know of somebody in Lions that's uh, moved up in the leadership, maybe somebody that's been an international director or a a president or past a district governor or somebody that you think has a really good leadership story that they could share, or uh, maybe even somebody outside of Lionism that's inspired you, um, bring that to us. Uh, We're going to be looking for speakers for next year. And uh, with that, um, I thank you all for coming and uh, participating in the ACB Lions uh, programming for this year. And uh, we'll see you next year in Chomburg. Um, hopefully many of you in person or uh, if you're not uh, in hybrid, however, we're doing that. And um, have, a, have a good rest. Enjoy the rest of your convention.